going to try to talk a little bit more about the uh, message this morning. Amen. Can you trust me? <clears throat> Y'all don't want my throat out, so I know I'm going to talk this time. Amen. So we find that when you got a earth-shaking prayer meeting, it ought to be something happening. Earth-shaking prayer meeting, somebody ought to be getting delivered. Somebody ought to be getting saved. Somebody ought to be getting healed. If there's no more, somebody ought to be getting renewed. It should be some results that come out of your prayer meeting. Come on, somebody. If no results is coming out of our prayer meeting, we're not hitting it the way God wants to hear it. Amen. <clears throat> your uh, testimonies and your prayers should carry some substance. Thank you, darling. If your prayer and your testimony don't have no substance, it has no seasoning. It's not seasoned with the anointing and faith that destroys yokes. In your testimony, it shouldn't be another, just another fairy tale that's being told. A fairy tale that you need to talk about. You don't, you don't let it be said about you. Well, there they go again. With one of them souped up lies. Come on, somebody. Your testimony supposed to carry, if you're a child of God, your testimony supposed to carry some anointing. Come on now. Your testimony supposed to have some life substance in it. It's supposed to have some substance in it that's going to help somebody because guess what? What your testimony is, somebody's already going through it. That's right. That's right. And your testimony is supposed to be a help to them. Not no souped up lie. Your testimony and prayer should benefit the hearers and not pump up your own ego. Amen. Your testimony is supposed to be a help, not an ego builder. Your testimony should benefit the hearer. Your testimony should say to the Lord God of glory for the things that he has done for me. Glorifying God for all the things that he has done. Amen. And then somebody may have not may not have to answer that question. Can I trust the Lord? Because they ought to be able to see your trust in the Lord. And know that the true and living God is real, not fake. The Bible says, God will keep you in perfect peace who mind is stayed on him. It's sad when the when, when, when you're in the church, but your mind is the left the building. It's bad to come to church and leave your mind at home. 
It's bad to come to church and leave your mind on your cares of life. And you're supposed to be coming here to give God his glory, to reverence God, to praise God, to worship God. And a lot of times we don't realize that's why we don't get the help. Because we come in the building and sit in the building and our mind is somewhere else. God ain't going out there searching for your mind. That means you are looking for outside source to help you with your mind issue. Watch them outside sources. Because guess what? If the outside sources can help you, why are they in the shape they in? Jew said, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You ain't got no situation that God can't hold you up. You ain't got a situation that God can't bring you through. Come on, somebody. And present, and not only that, it said, and present you faultless. You ain't nothing about you that God can't wipe out and start over. Come on now. The, the fault is there, but into him, in his presence, he has made you faultless. Come on now. Faultless before the presence of his son. Don't you know that God has got to make us acceptable in his presence? We have to be acceptable in God's presence. So guess what? That makes that means that God got to make us faultless in His presence. Why? Because He's a holy God. He's not going to allow us to come and, and come in before Him junkie. Come on now, get rid of the junk in the trunk, so that you can come into the presence of the Lord. Everybody ought to want to be able to come into the presence of God. Everybody ought to be able ought to be able to want to experience God while you are here to have some kind of evidence of where you going. Yes, yes. Amen. Somebody ought to be getting a visitation from God. Amen. To let you know where you stand with God. If God ain't visiting you, you need to check your prayer life out. God ain't visiting you, you need to check and see what you still got left in the trunk. He's going to bring you faultless before his presence. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And present you in his presence of his glory <laughs> with exceedingly yeah. joy. Not just joy. Come on now. Not just a temporary happening. It said exceedingly. That is to the extreme degree. That we come in his presence with, ex with exceedingly joy, we ought to be rejoicing. If God paying you up any time that God pay you a visit, you need to rejoice. Come on now. That God took the time out to give you a visitation. Come on, somebody. Said to the only wise God. I'll save you. The wise God. I don't know if you can read between the lines on that one. To the wise God. Our Savior. The scripture told me that Jesus was our Savior. Come on somebody. 
So apparently it's talking about Jesus being the wise God. Come on now. The one that saved the world. You talking to me? Oh, I got some. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want you to try to get rid of me too quick. The only wise God, our Savior, be glorious and majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. And sure enough, the church ought to say amen. amen. That tells me that whatever you need, God has the power to be able to bring it to you, bring you out of it, give it to you as he see need that you need it. Come on now. Because he's a deliverer. Who can stop God from doing what God do? Come on, somebody. The Bible tells us if God is for you, he's more than the whole world is against you. Lord, but we act like we want the world on our side instead of God on our side. Come on now. Let's go to Psalm 34. Ah, why are we going now? I'm reminded that the Hebrew boys found out that God was more formed than the king and the fiery furnace was against them. That God took the heat out the flame. Lord, have mercy. He didn't stop them from going through. He let them go through. Come on now. And you know what? They went through on their faith because they told the king God was able to deliver them. And they told him, say, oh king, even if he don't, we still won't bow down. Good God Almighty. You know what they were saying? We're willing to die for this thing. Come on now. We willing to go to the grave for the God that we serve. God did not stop them from going in the fire. God is not going to stop you from going through some of your fires. It's the point is that you got to see how God going to bring you out on the other side. Come on somebody. Throw them in, Sister Turner. Crank it up seven times harder, Sister Turner. It was hot. It was so hot the one that threw them in the fire, they burned up. That's hot. Huh? They fell down in the fire. God still didn't bring them out. Did they fell down in the fire and God jumped in the fire with them. Took the sting out of the fire. And had the boys walking around fully dressed with no smoke or sense on their clothing. Hats still on their head. To the point he walked around in there to the king looked inside the fire and said, I thought we threw three in there. 
But James, he looked again, he said, I think I see a fourth one walking in now. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me that God won't go in the fire with you if you totally committed to God. Come on, somebody. They stayed in the fire because they wasn't getting burned. They were having a, a party with the consuming fire. And that was with God. Until the king couldn't take it no more. And he called them by their name and told them to come out. Lord, have mercy. Somebody ought to start believing God from the fire that you go through. Huh? Somebody ought to realize that by you going through the fire and coming out not smelling like smoke, they ought to say, man, there is truly a living God. God is real. David in 34th chapter. And I'm trying my best to be mindful of the time. 34th chapter said, verse 1 said, now, now look what he's saying now. I will bless the Lord. Did he say all time? I will bless the Lord when I'm going through. I'm going to bless the Lord when everything seems to be bad. I'm going to bless the Lord when what I have and what I don't have. I'm going to bless the Lord when haters is surrounding me. I'm going to from his, his praises shall continue to be in my mouth. I'm going to praise God even when I'm in my worst condition. I'm going to praise him when I ain't got nobody else to praise him with me. I'm going to magnify God. I'm going to put my trust in the true and living God. You ain't going to take my praise out of my mouth. I'm still going to praise God. Don't make no difference your opinion about me. I'm still going to give God his praise. I'm not going to let you rob my praise. Oh, somebody. You got to tell yourself, even when I'm going through, I still got a praise on the inside. Verse 2 says, my soul shall make a boast in the holy. His soul, not his lips. His soul going to make a boast in the Lord. This thing supposed to be happening on the inside. You supposed to be getting an inside job to show an outside affection that you have about your God. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, when you making a boast in the Lord, the, uh, it's supposed to affect the hearers. Somebody ought to hear you uh, making a boast in God. Somebody ought to get glad uh, that they know that God will do things. Uh, if he'll do it for you, uh, they ought to be saying he'll do it for me. The armor's gonna hear the afflictions that I'm going through. 
But the most thing that they're going to hear about the affliction that I'm going through, that I still got to praise. The most thing they're going to hear about the affliction, that you can't rob me out of worshiping God. The most thing they ought to see about you, that you still holding up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, even while you're going through. Saints of God, stop allowing people to, to rob you of your praise. Your praise is worthwhile. Your praise is worthy. Your praise must go to God. Don't let nobody steal your praise. David said in verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us. Oh, so guess what? We, we ought to be inviting folks to join in with our praise. When your praise is genuine, when you're worshiping God, you got to tell Jane, come on, Jane. We owe God some praise. You got to tell somebody why you sitting still when you ought to be praising God. God been too good to you huh, for you to sit down on your praise. Huh. God did so much for you. Huh. You ought to be shouting to the rooftop. Huh. Don't let that devil rob you of your praise. Huh. Come on. Huh. Let's magnify the Lord. Huh. It ain't about us. Huh. It's about exalting God. Huh. It ain't about us. Huh? It's about what the Lord has already done. Yay. David said, I sought at the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my. Don't tell me God not a deliverer. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me that you got something too hard for God to deliver you from. The scripture don't tell me but one thing that God ain't going to deliver you from and that's blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. Anything else you can get deliverance. Come on somebody. Because see you blaspheming the Holy Ghost is to say the Holy Ghost don't exist. You're telling, you're telling God the Holy Ghost ain't real and the Holy Ghost is God. So you're telling God God you ain't real. Oh come on somebody. But anything else that you're going through don't tell me that God can't deliver you. Because God is a deliverer. Huh? And David said, I saw that the Lord. Huh? And you didn't go through half the stuff David was going through. Huh? I saw that the Lord. Huh? Even when his children were trying to kill him. Huh? He said, I saw that the Lord. Huh? And he delivered me huh? from all of my fears. I made my request and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord required back to me of my necessity on the authority of his word. Ooh, Lord have mercy. We don't act on the authority of God's word. Come on, somebody. We just look at God's word as something to be read and pass on by. But you got to make that word come alive in your life. You got to allow that word to work on you. And you can say, Lord, have mercy. Your word is true. Huh? Your word is full of life, God. Huh? Your word is full of deliverance, oh God. Huh? Come on, somebody. All of this is found in the word of God. Huh? 
If you believe the word of God like you say you do, you ought not to have a problem putting your trust in God. Amen. David said, they looked unto him and was lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Now, see, God ought to add illumination to your life. When you are in the word of God, it ought to illuminate you. It ought to radiate you. It ought to cause you to have some joy. And guess what? It should put everything else out of the way and you shouldn't even have no shame. You shouldn't be ashamed to to confess about Jesus Christ. You shouldn't be ashamed to worship and praise God in the presence of the saints. You shouldn't be ashamed to shout out, God, I love you, Lord. I trust you, God. I depend on you, God. Now guess what? This was the king. The king said, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. God's hand ain't got no shorter than it was with David. God's hand ain't got less strength than he had with David. God, if he saved David, he'll save you too. Because this poor man cried. And the problem is, we got to get God to hear us. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him. And saved him. Oh, out of all of his troubles. You got to work on God hearing you. Come on, somebody. Huh? And it proved to you that God is a keeper. Huh? The seventh verse said, And the angel of the Lord uh, encamped around about them uh, that fear God uh, and deliver them. Uh, it is the angel of God that's going to encamp around you uh, and bring forth deliverance from God. Uh, He's going to be the mailman. Uh, He's going to be UPS. Uh, He's going to be all of them that stop by your house uh, and bring you a package. Uh, but the package is going to be deliverance. Uh, God is able uh, to keep you. Uh, can you imagine uh, the Lord and Captain angels around about you? Uh, those that fear him, uh, those that reverence him, uh, them that worship him. Uh, and Lord have mercy and each of them shall be delivered. It is saying to God that don't get delivered is because they don't want to be delivered. Come on, somebody. You got to want it above all. And then if you've been in this thing long enough, the, the scripture said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that do what? Trusted in him. This taste is. You got to see how good the word of God is. You got to taste, oh Lord have mercy, the effect that the word of God has on your life. When you taste the effect of the word of God that has on your life, Jane, you can't help but to say, "Mm mm-mm, good. The word of God is sweeter than honey. Come on, somebody. Oh. Taste and see. That the Lord is good. Huh? 
God will show up when you ain't even expecting him to show up. Come on, somebody. Flanoy, uh, when you think you're down to your last dime, back up against the wall, God got a way of bringing you some funds. God got a way of getting your back off the wall and cut a dough through that wall that you have a way out. Oh, come on, somebody. God will close doors that was uh, open doors that was closed for you, uh, and He'll close doors behind you that can't be opened. Uh, so can't nobody stop God for what He want to do in your life. But can you trust Him? Come on, somebody. Oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints. But there is no want to them that God ain't going to let you go without. Come on, somebody. God going to bless you in spirit. And he going to bless you in substance. But he's not going to bless you in substance over your spirit. First of all, God got to get your spiritual attention. Come on, somebody. You got to get that spiritual attention. So when you taste the word of God, you know it's God. When you taste the word of God, you can stand on what God said. Come on, somebody. You got to taste the word of God to find that it is true and will work in your life. Go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3. Y'all picking up where you left off this morning. <clears throat> Marshall. Proverbs 3. Let's try to get a clearer understanding. Of this passage of scripture. But we use it quite a bit. But there's more meat in it that we speak of. Amen. The scripture says, My son. First of all, you got to be in the family of God. Huh? You got to be in the position that God is ready to call you a son, or call you a child, or call you a daughter. Come on, somebody. Forget not my law. He's telling you right then. Don't forget the word that I sent to you. Too often we forget the word that God sent to us and it don't benefit us. When you leave out the word of God, it don't benefit you. When God send you a word, oh, Lord, have mercy. By his anointing, you ain't going to benefit unless you keep that word and eat it. Stop spitting out the word of God because it is your medicine to new life. It is your medicine to bring forth your health. It is your medicine to bring forth your spiritual life. So stop spitting out the word of God because it only comes to help you. But let thine heart. Somebody say heart. Let thine heart. Keep my commandments. And then when you look over in verse in, in Amp, it said, My son, forget not my law or teaching. So guess what? This thing has got to be taught. This thing has got to be brought to you uh, from the man of God. This thing has got to be brought to you 
for your learning. But let not your but let your heart keep my command. So guess what? When it comes, you gotta contain this thing. Huh? You gotta take this to heart. If you don't take God's word to heart, it can't help you. Did y'all hear that one? If you take God's word to heart, this is what it'll do. Verse 2. And long life and peace. <coughs> Wait a minute. For length of days and years of your life, life worth living. You know, a lot of folks out there is alive, but they walking dead. There's a lot of folks out there alive that have no purpose. Come on now. They go from day to day looking for, for a better day. And when they can't find the better day, they stay in their stupor. But he said, it's going to add to you a life worth living. Wow. Amen. And tranquility. The inward and outward and continually through old age till you die. You're going to live outside and inside. Good God Almighty. You mean to tell me God's going to make reservation and reservation for you to live a, a, a joyful life, a life worth living on the inside and then it's going to flow to your outside? Hmm. That means God gonna make some provision for me. Huh? That means there's some things that I don't have that God gonna make it possible for me to have them. Come on now. Why? He gonna do that? Because I kept his law. Huh? I kept his law, and his law went to work on my behalf. Amen. And then he said, and while you are living this age continually until you die, he said, I'm going to give you some peace on your way. You're going to live this thing peacefully. It's good when God make your enemies be at peace with you. Come on now. Then verse 3 says, let not mercy and truth, for, wait a minute, don't let mercy and truth forsake thee in other words, don't you shut it out? Don't you shut out mercy and truth. Because guess what? It's going to be what preserves your life. Hmm. Then he said, what did he say? Bind them about thy neck. Write them on the... You know what it means to bind something around your neck. Come on, somebody. Amen. James, this thing stay on me more than clothes do. Why? Because it's bound around my neck. It goes to sleep with me. It wakes up with me. It jumps in the shower with me. It jumps in the beamer with me. And when I switch cars, it's still with me. Come on, somebody. And that's the way the word of God has got to be with you. 
You got to take the word of God everywhere you go. You got to meditate on God's word everywhere you go. You got to talk God's word even in your sleep. Have you ever been in, in, in God's word in your sleep and you know you sleep and the word of God is still talking to you? Why you sleep without waking you up? Good God Almighty, look at God's word. He going to make it so that you bind it about your neck. He going to make it so that it live with you everywhere you go. He going to make it so, guess what, that it make it hard to sin. When God's word follow you everywhere you go, and it begins, if you allow it, it'll talk to you. God said, Bind it about your neck. Huh? Shut out all the liberated hypocrisy. Huh? And falsehood. Come on now. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. This thing has got to be inside. Come on, somebody. You know, something that's inside of you, if it's from God, it ought to make you happy. Huh? If God ministered, and you know the word of God, God, even in your off time, the word of God, God got to minister the word to you. And if you are happy about the word of God, God don't mind preaching to you. God don't mind ministering to you. Come on, somebody. And he said, and, 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 and when that happened, it says, verse 4 said, And so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God first. You got to find good understanding in the sight of God first. Come on, somebody. And then man is the overflow. But God got to be first. You got to find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. And man is an overflow. Come on, somebody. We try to find favor with man first. And if we get a little favor with man first, we forget about the favor of God. Come on now. You shall find favor, good understanding, and high esteem in the sight of of God. Wow. Wow. God won't put you up on the pill. Huh? God won't make you a showcase. But how can God make us a showcase if we don't trust him? How can God make us a showcase if we are fearful of what we might have to go through? Come on, somebody. God wants to show somebody that he can bring you out. And he can bring you out. He can bring them out. God want to show somebody that you are the one that they need to be going to for information about the true and living God instead of running to the TV. Come on now. Amen. You do know that when we in the right standing with God, God used to send folks to. Stop running to God. Stop running to God. Now things and got bad. 
they taken on everybody else's opinion and stopped running to God and things and got bad. But verse 5 says, trust in the Lord when all the... Wait a minute. You got to give God a part of it. Huh? With all thine heart. And lean not to thy own understanding. You got to get out of your insight. Come on, somebody. You got to lean and trust on God and be confident in the Lord with all your heart. What have you did with your confidence? Amen. That was a time that you had so much trust in the word of God, you didn't even worry about it. But now we don't stay in tune to the word of God, not the Holy Ghost. That's why we worry about so much stuff. That's why we get overwhelmed in our situations. I trust God. Come on, somebody. You got to believe God. Amen. And guess what? It's going to get tough. To test your belief. So you just want to face it. You're going to have circumstances. That's going to test your belief. Come on now. But you know what? Your belief has got to make God stand up for you. Good God Almighty. James, he got to have a reason to stand up for you. That's mine. He believe in me. I'm going to wipe out the mouth of the gainsayers just for him. Wow. You know God will do things just for you? Amen. Amen. He'll make folks be kind to you that don't want to be kind to you? Huh? He'll make folks give you raises that don't want to give you no raise? And jobs too? Come on now. Yes, Lord. That one was free. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Don't rely on your insight and understanding. Don't rely on you. Come on now. Because guess what? The devil can make up some pretty lies. Huh? He can make up some lies so pretty that you'll fall for it. If you go by your own insight and understanding, you got to sort God nowadays. You got to sort God on everything. Every move you make, you need to have a talk with God. Come on now. Everything that you decide to do, you need to talk with God. Amen. Because if you're not, you're going on your own understanding. Amen. And you know, <coughs> some things are not to the fact that they're bad, but some things in your life will cause you to walk out on God. Come on, somebody. You'll forget the God that brought you over. Then, 6th verse says, in all, some of them, 
You in all your ways acknowledge him. You got to recognize God in your decisions. God, what must I do? Uh, God, should I do this? God, what would you have me to do? God, I'm getting ready to make a move. Should I or should I not? He might tell you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He might tell you to stand still because I got something else for you. Come on, somebody. You can't always look at the right now. You got to know what the future of God is for your life. Amen. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct. He going to put you on a plain path. Huh? He going to direct you and make it straight. God going to make it straight. And God put you on the path. Guess what? He going to cut the way. Come on now. Can you imagine the children of Israel had their back up against the wall? Nowhere to go. Lenore at the Red Sea. Looking for miles and can't see land. Boy, that brings me that brings up another. I remember we had the children with us. We were crossing the Gulf. Good God of might. The water and, 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 and the way it already been cut, we were going across the bridge, across the Gulf, coming out of New Orleans. Water was slapping the bridge. White was, white was scared to almost turning white. I didn't want her to know I was just as scared as she was. But somebody had to drive that car. And we were going across that gulf. And every time you look over there, the water was slapping the bridge. Because it looked like the bridge was sitting right on top of the water. Going across that gulf. Wasn't no pretty sight. But oh Lord, when I saw land. Oh Lord, it's got to speed it up a little bit. When I saw land, I knew it was a new day. And when I got across that gulf, it looked like it was miles and miles long. But when I got across that gulf, I said, Lord, you ain't got to worry about me coming this way no more. Huh? It wasn't no joke going across that gulf. I said, Lord, you won't have to worry about me crossing this bridge ever, 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 ever again. I learned that lesson. <coughs> trailer, trailer truck going past you like they wasn't bothering them at all. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Why say you? Why say you're going too fast? It ain't me. They going too fast. What are you saying, brother? Children of Israel backed up against the wall. Can't see no land nowhere, James. Come on, somebody. Where your heart gonna be at? What are you saying? You're gonna be saying just like they did. You brought us out here to kill us. 
because there wasn't enough graves in Egypt, you brought us out here to kill us all. And you know what I think? I like what God had to say to Moses. Stop your complaining to me, good God Almighty. What did you got in your hand? Go forth. And he went and he throwed that stamp up against the Red Sea. And the Red Sea had to bow down to the power of God. Every circumstance you go through as a child of God, it's got to bow down to the power of God. Hmm. Ain't no telling how many fishes or whatever else was in that sea saw them as they were going through. Because the water was backed up on the other side. Benefit your life. 
Hallelujah. They crossed over on holy ground to save their life, drown their enemies, and yet still they got on the other side and started complaining. Fish. 
forget you. Come on now. Like the woman that was with Elijah. Every time that she thought that the meal had ran low because she spent her last feeding the man of God. Make me a cake first. And because she followed the instructions, every time she went to her cover, every time she went to her meal barrel, and she looked in it and thought it was empty, and she looked back again and it was full. And it didn't run out, James. The oil didn't run out, nor did her meal barrel run out. And she was down to her last and said, I'm going to eat this little bit and die. When she found out huh, her little bit made sure that she had much. Huh? Your dime would make sure huh, that your meal won't never run, run out. Huh? Your dime would make sure huh, that your cover would never go bare. Huh? Your dime would show God huh, that you're going to be faithful to his word. It ain't for God, it's for you. Come on now. Because you know I know that. If things start getting short, God will have a sinner to send money. And I know that's a fact because he done already done it before. He had a sinner huh, that wasn't, work, wasn't going to church here and was sending his tithes to this house. Wow. Because saints was acting crazy. And they thought that the church was going to go down. Now, God had a sinner out there paying tithes faithfully. Am I lying, sister? So don't think that your dime is stopping anything. Your dime is stopping you. It's you that your dime was to benefit. Amen. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Amen. Well, now give me seven more minutes. I'm going to let you go. If I stay in along with that, I'm going to get a bunch of clock watches up here. Amen. So make sure you acknowledge God. If you won't listen to the Holy Ghost, how can you receive spiritual instructions and directions? You've got to be able to listen to the Holy Ghost. You've got to be able to call on God and ask God for instructions, direction. What shall I do? What's hard with asking God, what shall I do, Lord? What should be my next move, God? Come on, somebody. God, am I following the plain path that you set for me? Amen. This proverb is to be lived and not quoted. We are quoting too many scriptures and not living by what's coming out of our mouth. Come on now. We think that that puts up on the pedestal because we're able to go in our vocabulary <coughs> and quote some scriptures. Come on now. You know what I'd rather do? I might not can quote it, but I sure like to go and find where I'm living. Oh yeah, Lord. 
apply to me. Oh yeah, God, that'll apply to me. The problem is, is that we don't want to apply the word of God to our own self. Come on now. The word of God is to you first. Amen. I found out the preacher can go to hell just like anybody else can. Amen. And if God will send the preacher to hell, so will he send you. Amen. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all of your ways. And the word of God said, and he will direct your path. He will tell you where to go and where not to go. He will tell you what to do and what not to do. I leave these words with you and I hope they find you well. <laughs>